Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi, or formerly known as Kimchi on the stages. I am a digital content creator, host of the show, YouTube person, online person, and also fancy naked person. <laughs> I do a lot of things <laughs> on the interwebs, and uh, including this fun little show. So I am so excited about this week's guest. I have been trying to get a hold of her since the summer. <laughs> for, real, for real though, like since the summer. And um, basically, I guess by the time this comes out, it is going to be January. So it's been a long time coming. And those giggles are from the one and only Miss Onyx. Say hello. <laughs> Yes, it's been a long time and I'm really, really glad that you're able to take the time to speak with me today because we have some heated topics on the show and we're going to be talking about agency corruption, um, I guess particularly in Alberta, but I'm sure this can relate to many, many people's experiences working in strip clubs. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about your training as a pole dancer, stripper where you came from, your book deal. Like, there's a lot of cool fucking shit that you're doing. So say hello <laughs> and welcome. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the intro. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I only know, like, a, a little bit about you just because I've stalked you a little bit online because I always stalk my potential guests. So I know that, <laughs> obviously, you are... Pretty well known here in the west coast of Canada. You're a two times Miss Nude Canada title holder, plus a bunch of other stuff that I'm not even really sure about. I know you, <laughs> you teach at a studio in, I think, Edmonton. Who, am I missing anything? Else? I, I mean, that pretty much sums up it all there. <laughs> An overall bad bitch, so. <laughs> I'll take it. But I mean, that's just like what I know. And I'm, I'm sure I'm just scratching the surface. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to define who you are, what you do in your own words and on your own terms. So feel free to go ahead. Okay. Well, I've, wow. I've been dancing strip <laughs> for uh, 15 plus years, 15 years. Let's just cap it at that. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I had no idea. Oh, it's a long, a long time. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I never, I think growing up, I didn't think I would ever become a stripper just because of the way I was raised, a very strict household, Catholic, mm. church every Sunday. Mm, I mean, yes. also like with the cultural, like very strict, very strict. I had to do math. I had to go to math school. I had to do all these sport activities just to stay <laughs> out of trouble. And then meanwhile, all that holding me away from <laughs> like my mom figured that she kept me in this closed box but I mean I just rebelled that harder right <laughs> Oops. Um, after, um, she put me into school and then I dropped out and then I put myself back into school but the first year I was in school for social services oh. I uh I did, um, I ran a dance team that was there, and as that team, we needed to do, uh, like, field work stuff, like, some sort of charity stuff, and so we had, like, an in-house fundraiser, which didn't raise enough money, so I then went and did amateur night at a strip club called Rock Sands in Kitchener-Waterloo, and I won $1,000, so (laughs) that's how it all started, folks, I was trying to work for charity. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> yeah, like no, I don't think anyone would 
would believe me unless you went to school with me. So I have three right. people that went to Conestoga College in 2005 with me. They would know that story. And <laughs> it's been <laughs> and vetted. my roommate at the time, actually, my roommate at the time, she was a University of Waterloo alumni. Okay. So she's got good credibility. There we go. <laughs> in case you guys want to, like, check it, check out if her story checks out. <laughs> actually, no. She's my reference. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So that's kind of how it all began with a little thing called Amateur Night at a strip club. And how do you, have you ever, before that time, had you ever stepped foot in a strip club before? Was that like your first experience or? That was, uh, I was definitely my, maybe like my experience coming into it because my roommate was the one that suggested Amateur Night. So we definitely went there just to like scope up the crowd to see what I was going to be dealing with <laughs> instead of just throwing me into the mix. Yeah. So, oh my God. And then that's how I met my first like uh, performer who I like fell like absolutely in love with. Her name's Katya. She works like all over in Calgary, Ontario, but she's retired now, but she was oh. the first girl I saw go on stage, put on a huge performance and she wore roller skates. So I watched her oh. and I was like, I want to do that. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I love that. Definitely inspired me. She definitely inspired me. Yeah. What was it, what was it about Katya that kind of made her stand out from, I guess, maybe the rest of the dancers? Oh, maybe, um, the feel-good personality. She's very bubbly, and she's very social, and she's very, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, she, she's been all over the world. Like, she's, wow. she's Russian, but she's from <laughs> South Africa. And, like, what? <laughs> you know, like, and, like, this is this huge mix. Like, she's so, like, Renaissance woman, and she's got all these stories. So when you talk to her, you're just in awe. And then you see her show, and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, she's... <laughs> Yeah, she's the total package. I and mean, yeah, when you see her, she's like this little blonde girl that you see next door. <laughs> that girl, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. I'm like, I should probably speak with this woman. <laughs> oh, you should if you can get a hold of her. Like, she just disappeared. She's yeah. gone now. I haven't, I've been trying to get a hold of her too, but yeah, no such luck. I bought all her costumes though, so. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> that's awesome. So, like, how was your first kind of foray into amateur night and how did you kind of transition from amateur night to actually booking gigs and starting to dance at the clubs oh, as a job? man so uh, after amateur night, after i won they came up to me and asked me if i wanted to work and i i, I said no and i mm. as soon as i gave the money away i realized i still needed money for bills and whatnot so i just came in on a tuesday night just to like <laughs> freelance oh damn <laughs> $10 cover, that's all I had to pay, and I walked out of there with $780. And oh, my I was like, God. Oh, okay, I see how this works, and I was hooked ever since because that was take-home for me. That's incredible, and oh, my God, you don't like hear of, like, nights like that anymore. I know, that's the sad part because oh it was so good, and then you think that money was going to be sticking around, so you don't care about it, so you spend it frivolously. Oh, yeah. And then realize the money was depleting all this time, and – yeah, from like thousand dollar nights, it's like you're lucky if you make a hundred bucks a night on stage, maybe. Real yeah. talk, right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so true. I remember like when I used to dance on stage, and I wasn't on for very long. Like I was hardly dancing, but I was like, where? Like, am I supposed to be raking it in because I have not raked it in? Uh, <laughs> like, what is uh, going on here? <laughs> yeah. 
they used to rake money off stage. They actually did with like these brooms and stuff. And now it's unheard of, like five dollars sometimes or nothing. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, sometimes or nothing is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, so this is back and did you say Waterloo, Ontario or Kitchener? Yeah, Kitchener, Waterloo. Oh my gosh. Okay, so all the way in Ontario. Mm-hmm. How did you find yourself in the West Coast? <laughs> um, so another featured dancer named Seven Sins. Ooh, I, I know what I should have came out to the West Coast a long time ago, like when they started having that that big rush that was like actually maybe in 2007 to 2010 okay and I was terrified to go because well because of my mom coddling me so much right I was terrified to do anything (laughs) (laughs) so I stuck I stuck where I knew it was safe and consistent and never left until I was realizing like I'm missing out in Alberta like because everyone that was working at Roxanne's was coming back from Alberta they would go for two weeks and they would come back oh like like, you should go you should go and I'm like oh and I finally (laughs) went but I should have gone a long time ago, but yeah, it was the encouragement from other dancers that went out there and were making money and then coming back. Wow. And was that something that was arranged by your agency or the agencies in Alberta or how did that work or how does that work? Well, I wasn't really sure how the agencies were working. It was really good to go with a uh, referral from another dancer because mm-hmm. um, otherwise they wouldn't really give you the time of day. Because right. they had a lot of prestigious girls that were working for them already. Like, that, that was the year of the, of the feature dancers. So, like, mm. Kelly Kane, who was, like, triple-time Miss New Canada. Oh uh, Cameron Cox, Janessa Styles, Katya. Like, all those dancers are huge icons and yeah. they're already out there. So, the fact that they wouldn't need to bring over anyone. So, if you're coming over there, you need someone to vouch for you, for, for sure. For sure. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's a good observation there, too, because I haven't spoken about this since season one. But, yeah, the era of the feature dancer, which is, honestly, it might be a thing of the past now. It's so gone. Yeah, seriously. It's so gone to the point where before I got fired, I was like, I'd rather just freelance because I'm making more money not doing stage. Because if I go on stage... I love to dance, and if it's a good song, I'm going to dance my ass off, and I'm going to be pissed off, and I need $5. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'd rather just do the floor, because then I save my body and my energy. True. Yeah. And that's where the money is, really. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Because every time I go on stage, all the hustlers that are on the floor are taking my front row anyway. So. <laughs> I hate those bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we get it now because uh, yeah. we're, we're forced to be like that. They make us into these monsters that are like harassing customers like every second on the second. Yeah, so left, right, and center. There is no time for stage dancers to go and sell dances because freelancers already gotten there. So yeah, it's so true. So <laughs> you visited a couple times then, I guess, to the West Coast. Did, when did you decide that you were going to take the big? plunge and kind of like move over here with some permanency oh or was that something recent (laughs) funny story okay do tell i did a a fire show in um in in rock sands or whatever and uh there was an incident where i spat fire and the guy got lit on fire (laughs) Get set kidding? right on fire. Oh my god. So, I, I may have ran away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but then I also, 
also used that that life lesson and told everyone if you're spitting fire, make sure you know what you're fucking doing. Because <laughs> after I told um, JP management about that, two girls or one girl actually set her fire, set her face on fire twice. What? So I was just like, that's what I'm talking about. Blowback. And I told and I oh warned JP and sure enough, oh <laughs> that happened God. within months after I told him that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Not for the girl, but I mean, I did text him and be like, haha, told you so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, can we go on a side tangent? So, okay. Yeah. Fire dancing. I am so amazed by the performers I can see do that. How did you learn that? Was that something you're just like, uh, okay, I'm just going to just take up fire dancing? <laughs> so, um, um, what Miss Nikita was it? Did you let me look on my wall here? 2009, I think that was. Okay, so mm-hmm. I met Miko Mars, who is an amazing fire dancer. And she, when I came out to Alberta the first time, she, I just took lessons from her. She was willing to teach without, she's like, yeah, look, whoa, like just threw me in there. And then, so and then cool. I came home and then just took up fire point and drilled it until I was okay with doing it with fire. But yeah, I took lessons. I was like, I'm not just going to make my own equipment. Actually, I did do that. <laughs> I did make my own equipment. <laughs> oh my that, gosh. I was like, yeah, I'll just buy it. Kids, <laughs> don't I do this at home. That fell apart right on stage. I was like, oh, okay. So oh my God. Was that one of your homemade ones? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Don't do that, people. <laughs> don't try this at home. <laughs> what, what sticks actually burn? <laughs> I would, you would think so. <laughs> Damn. I mean, you got some time limit, but you don't know what the actual time limit is for holding. So. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. <laughs> so that was definitely like a work in progress then. Yeah, it was. It was. And confidence too, right? You yeah. can't be afraid of the fire. No, because I've definitely seen some pictures on your Instagram and I'm just like, damn, that looks so badass, but I'm also terrified. So, but kudos to you <laughs> for being able to do that and putting on a kick-ass show. That's so awesome. Um, speaking of training, like what other training have you done or or what have you, like, did you have any dance experience before, like prior to becoming a dancer or... Is it all self-taught? No, I think I think this is something that I should have been put in. But like I said, my mom is like super, super Christian slash Catholic and would not oh, allow me to gyrate anywhere. Like, <laughs> was against the rules. Like there was no hula hoops. There was no dating, no kissing, no boys, no much music dancing, makeup, nothing. <laughs> I couldn't listen to certain TV shows I couldn't watch. Like I was strict. Oh, so, damn. Dance, dance came like when I had nothing else, like high school is when I first started uh, becoming involved with dance. We had a cheerleading team mm-hmm. that I couldn't really be a part of because cheerleaders were picking on me. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. I actually started my own club, oh. which I started, but then my grades started going down and my mom was like, no more dance club. And that's, <laughs> when, I, that's when I started rebelling. Actually, that would be the, the, the point that I rebelled was like, what? No dance club? Well, fuck everything else then. <laughs> Yeah, dance in high school, dance in college, and I would learn from other dancers that would join these teams. So I would Mm -hmm. see them do pirouettes or the worm, and I'm like, teach me that. Yeah. Watching the worm, a bunch of music videos I would tape on like my VHS player and then rewind and play, (laughs) rewind, play. (laughs) VHS player, I love it. 
throwback. Oh yeah, I was that girl taking yes. everything. Britney Spears, Maya, Backstreet Boys, watching yes. all the MTV Music Awards and fucking copying all the dance moves. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so crazy how you're just like self-taught. That's amazing because I've seen some of your dance moves. I'm like, girl, teach me a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. But- Loved it too. I mean, that's my way of grounding and like expressing myself. I was, mm-hmm. I was actually lucky enough when I was at Roxanne's, um, there was a nightclub called The Revolution. I guess the, uh, the owner came into Roxanne, saw me dancing and asked me if I wanted to be a go-go dancer. Oh. So that's, when I, that's when I started go-go dancing at huge nightclubs. So Electric go. Circus, Government, oh. and, uh, and uh, The Revolution. I was all over that. <laughs> Damn. Oh my God. You have so much. There's so much to you. I'm <laughs> I'm already so impressed. <laughs> and what about your pole dancing training? Is that something that, again, you're self-taught? That's something you just learned from other dancers in the club? Or how did you learn all these oh, amazing man. skills? So that, was, that was self-taught and also learning from other dancers. And then eventually I started, 2010 was my first competition. Mm. Um, but... I did not know how to climb that pole when I was up there. I was terrified how to get down. But once you <laughs> climb it and then figure out how to get down, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to get over. <laughs> Climbing and getting down. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Was it the hard? Was high. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> was it difficult for you at all, um, I guess, in terms of fitting in with the other dancers on stage as well and in terms of like developing your own style what was the process in that style style not so much because i knew i had my own dance style but as well as like getting like along with other dancers well not really because roxanne's was right by my high school and the girls that picked on me were also strippers roxanne's oh (laughs) damn so that was that was that was a hard trying to get into there. They they actually got me fired for uh, what? Because well, because if there's 25 girls and I'm just one, and all 25 don't like me, that, and even um, the guy, the manager, Mike, he's like, he's like, I gotta let you go because all the girls say they don't like you, and like I can't lose 25 girls over just one. I'm like, I totally get that. Oh <laughs> man, but damn. At least, but at least he told me the truth. You know what I mean? So yeah. Some bullshit fucking Excuse. reason. Yeah, totally. Ah, oh, damn. High school antics oh, still play. Yeah, but then I came back to Roxanne's and uh, a couple of those girls, uh, we became really good friends because okay. they noticed how, well, I, everything changes, right? I was such a newbie when I was there and I wasn't anything special. Yeah. So after that firing, I had to work everywhere else in Ontario. So like mm. Treasure, Sundowners, like the Dollhouse, all those other places. But because I got to venture in different kinds of strip clubs around Ontario, I got to see all kinds of different movement, people, customers, the bars, mentalities, yeah. everything. And then that made me grow as a better dancer and individual as a whole. So there we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And wh- what would you say since you've, you've been able to dance in, I guess, central Canada as well as the West, is there a big difference between the two regions? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, and it's sad because, like, mm, everyone says the East is all, all contact. 
and it's true, but it was never it was never contact before. I find oh. bars are allowing girls to do that and allowing to get, them to get away with it because they're kind of pimping them out at the same time. It was never right. contact. Roxanne's is still to this day the only non-contact bar in Ontario. Really? Their VIP rooms are open concepts, so you can see everything. Oh. Yeah. No way. So, Holy and shit. that's why I loved it there because you're safe. It was a classy bar, very prestigious, and the yeah. stage and dancers is just it's just beautiful, flawless. That's awesome. But I mean, um, that's the difference is that they don't take money from you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's contact, but you are able to make up your own rules. If you don't want to be touched, you don't have to be touched. But I mean, if you're gonna be touched, make sure it's in like some sort of um classy way you're not getting <laughs> finger banged in the back yeah I mean, I mean that should happen sure it's allowed in some toronto clubs because you're paying the bouncer off or something but not at roxanne's you know what i mean yeah so yeah it's pretty much of like uh east is about like making your own rules and um uh, making them classy for yourself and then the west coast is like everything's contractual and uh mm-hmm. they take 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 without giving much out yeah. I mean, I feel like when, when I first came out there, the deductions weren't as bad as they are now. They just keep getting worse and worse, worse. And, and they think that we don't see anything. Or right. it's the fact that we've just gotten so used to it that mm. we don't care anymore. Hashtag Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. And, like, that's the perfect segue to kind of get into this sticky subject. So, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean – what caught my eye when I was first started following you, I remember seeing all these stories that were popping up on your your account and you were just going off on all of the corruptions and you had like screenshots, like you had the receipts. You're like, what, what are these weird or not weird, but like what are these unjust cuts and are they justified at all? And you were just going off and I was like, what the hell is happening in Alberta? And that's when I first contacted you, yeah. and I was like, "Okay, I need to talk to this woman," because <laughs> you pretty much started a, you started a movement that, like, in the summer, basically. So I really yeah, want you know to hear your story. This probably wouldn't have happened if um, because I did because like anytime I have a problem, I will always go to management and discuss it to them first to see if they can solve it. Yeah, and like what first happened is that they deducted me promo money when i already had promo and told them not to like i told you this weeks before so you still deduct me for something that i already had yeah so he's like okay we'll fix it we'll fix it come the week right after they take more money for promo and i'm like what do you mean you fixed it you just took double oh like so that's when i lost my shit and i'm like <laughs> no this is like enough. fair enough it's like I was supposed to be working there again like a month after I was just there. So I was like, you know what? I'm pulling my the rest of my bookings. I yeah. showed social media, my paycheck stub. And I just suggested to people that were coming out to Alberta to be wise about what clubs you decide to work at because mm-hmm. some clubs will do this. And I pretty much just showed the deductions. Yeah. Otherwise than that, like, it's, like, it's safe and whatnot, but just, like, double check where you're booking to make sure you're, you're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and make sure that you're getting the money that you're entitled to. And people aren't exactly. being shady about that shit. So so basically, what <laughs> happened after that? So I think you mentioned you got so, fired. Yeah, so I think it was like maybe like three or four days I had that on my Instagram. And I like made sure to block everyone that was related <laughs> to the 
gloves before I like went on my rant because I knew it was going to get me in trouble. Yeah. And I thought I was going to get away with it until oh, I saw Ken calling me and I was like, oh, <gasps> fuck, here we go. Oh, no. And, um, I was just lucky enough because it was a co- it was during COVID and it was it was a Sunday and it was beautiful out and the neighborhood I live in was having like a nice little barbecue for all the kids and whatnot. And I was in the background and Ken called and I was like, oh, Ken's calling me and Sarah, Uh-oh. the house that we were at, I told her to come in and then there's other women in the kitchen like cooking and whatnot. I'm like, hey, everyone gather around because <laughs> I know I get bitched at right now. Yeah. And I had him on speakerphone while he did his rant and all I expected was just to get bitched at a slap on the wrist. Like you can't do this. JR doesn't want you working at his clubs anymore. And I'm like, cool, cool. That's fine. That's, yeah. that's, I expected that. And then I think maybe because I didn't give him the reaction he wanted, maybe like some groveling, maybe some crying. I don't yeah. fucking know. But I didn't, <laughs> I just, I didn't give it to him. And then he was like, okay, you know what? I'm taking the rest of your bookings away. And we can call it quits right here. No hard feelings. No hard foul. I'm like, what? So you're firing what? me? He's like, yeah. We don't need to deal with you anymore. You've had enough of your drama. And I'm oh like, my God. what's happening right now? I don't yeah. understand. And I'm like, so then, and so then as I'm like trying to like get him to like talk more so I can record it. He's like, and I'm like, okay, just so you know, Ken, I'm recording this. And he's like, what? Blah, blah, blah. And then he hung up on me. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my just God. Get out recording. Jeez. But the other women that were in the kitchen heard, and they said they would swore sign affidavits if I need them. And I'm like, perfect, because that's why I brought you in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a smart move, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the thing is, if you've dealt with, Ken calls me on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so when I knew he was calling, I knew what he was calling about like, yeah. already. So I, I gathered the troops just to, like, for backup. Yeah, for sure. I knew what was happening, so... Oh my gosh! But then you weren't—you weren't expecting to get fired, though. No. Pardon? You weren't expecting to get fired, what? though. Like. No, I was not. I was not. I was expecting him to give me shit. Yeah. And to uh, tell me that Jared doesn't want me at his clubs anymore. Oh god. Because like what? Because my next booking was in Manitoba, and I've never had a problem there. Yeah. So why are you taking me away from my booking that I've already advertised for like Miss New Canada is supposed to be in Manitoba and all these people were supposed to be there and then yeah. when I told everyone on my Instagram and Facebook that I wasn't so many people were upset about it yeah and I'm like I can't even do anything about it because guaranteed you probably told the management there that oh we fired her for doing drugs and she's just a fucking head case and blah 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 and I'm like that's not the case though no. but I mean they're not gonna fight back because all their bookings and they like it's a 12-hour drive to get there yeah what girl is gonna go to get go there independent has been pretty consistent on bringing them the shows that they need mm-hmm. if they went without an agency I can totally understand that they would be fucked but at yeah. the same time they've got so many women that will come there because we love Brandon Manitoba so much that they could do it on their own if they wanted to. Yeah. And that doesn't need to be that third party person. So no, that's yeah. another topic too. But <laughs> 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 oh my God. Cause you've, you've danced in <laughs> BC, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah. What was, what's your, uh, your thoughts on dancing in BC? Cause I have my own opinions <laughs> on it as well. <laughs> Honestly, I as long like because I've danced in every like atmosphere. As long as I can mm-hmm. treat it properly, I know I know I can make the best of any situation. For sure. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I, I stayed at number five and worked there. It was scary to stay there, but I had a homeless guy watch my car. <laughs> and they gave, me, they gave me free room and board and I made money. So I yeah. like the number five. Yeah. Money's, money's good there. <laughs> um, I worked, I worked, um, what was it? Penthouse? The Fox. Oh, oh the, Fox. the Fox. Yeah, the it's Fox gone. Is, oh, I loved it. I Rest loved the Fox. Peace. I love JJ's. Yes. Uh, Nanaimo was weird because there was a closet for um, changing and the stage was really messed up. Like it was a beautiful <laughs> bar, but the stage was fucked up and we had a closet to change, like a legit <laughs> closet. So that, no to that one. <laughs> no and, to that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're like raiding them you're like no <laughs> would not return <laughs> yeah no no i love the caddy shack because i love the staff there don't yes. stay in their rooms though <laughs> <laughs> i this love cheers for st john but it's gone now it's gone yeah 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 everything's oh. disappearing and yeah. i never with brandy's because brandy's only hires uh house girls yeah so. yeah exactly Damn. Oh my gosh. I have so much to say here. Let's go back. Cause that was a little tangent of my, <laughs> <Let's... laughs> I'm just curious. Um, let's go back to the topic at hand. So, so after you got fired, what happened? What were your reactions? I know shit was kind of blowing up on your Instagram. You had so many other dancers that came forward and shared their experiences. I remember reading like almost every single one of them and there was a lot. Yeah. Tell there us about that. There was a lot. Um, I was still in shock, and uh, and I was still at the barbecue. So I was trying to keep face because there's a lot of people there that just heard I got fired, mm-hmm. and they felt bad for me. And I and honestly, I wanted everyone to stop feeling bad for me and just continue to have a good time. Yeah. So I actually had to like force myself to have a good time so everyone else around me could have a good time because <laughs> everyone just felt bad for me. And I'm like, oh, like, I stop. Hurt Cooper right now, but can we just? Get through this barbecue. <laughs> and then, um, actually, that and then that was the day, same day I posted on my Facebook, like, uh, civil suit lawyer, like, now, like, I'm, mm-hmm. ooh, like, a whole bunch of messages popped up. And uh, from then, I think, um, obviously, agencies or whoever got whiff of mouth, because I started getting random phone calls that same day from people that I don't even know. And I'm really? like, well, yeah, so... People that call me, the, nobody people text me. No one calls me unless it's like someone I need to pay a bill for, right? Yeah. No one calls me. And if, I don't have my, and if I don't have your number saved in my phone, you're not a contact that I know. So yeah. when a random 780 no number's calling me, I think they texted me first and then wanted me to call them. It was a setup. They were trying what? to put me towards a lawyer that was dirty, that would probably put me in through to the wrong direction of what I was going to. You know really? what I mean? Holy shit. And, yeah. What the it fuck? Was, and like, at first I was like, because when I was in that moment, I was distraught and looking for any help I could get. Of course, I'm going to take any free help I can get, but for thank sure. God that I listen <laughs> and make questionable you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. questioning things. I'm making sure, like, everything's, like... Checking it out. It just didn't seem right. Yeah, checking out. And yeah. the way the girl was talking, and like, especially because I was busy at the barbecue, she's like, okay, call me later. So I called her in the morning the next day. She never got back to me until, like, 8 o'clock at night. And what? then said something that, oh, like, I was up late partying, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm. You know, if right. you're if you're just waking up right now at 8 p.m., trying to help me out you're not the person I want helping me out yeah no kidding oh my gosh and that and that's how I knew it was kind of set up 
And I was like, yeah, no. Meg, and then as soon as I blocked her number, she someone started calling me from unknown numbers. What? Oh yeah, my as soon as I blocked her. So I was like, Jeez. okay, so this really is a setup because if you're that desperate to call me on other numbers, like, no. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was just messed up. Oh my gosh. So all this shit started unraveling and... I didn't. I wasn't aware of these phone calls that were happening to you. Oh my god! Uh, well, Ken has my personal number. They have all of our. They have our address. They have our number. They True. have everything. And like Ken calls me all the time. Plus, I'm sure he's got uh, sketchy girls on the side. Well, actually, a good friend of mine called me and told mm-hmm. me that Ken was getting girls or telling girls to beat me up. And I'm like, okay. I kind of see that. I knew that was going to happen, but... Oh, my gosh. And this is all... Yeah. Oh, my God. This is all because of, like, what happened and, like, them getting called out oh, on their yeah. bullshit. And then now yeah. they're threatening your life? What the fuck? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So you were experiencing full-on harassment at this point. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry to hear that. That no one should have to go through that. Uh. Like, oh, my gosh. Did this no. go on for a while, or, like, how long does this go on for? It went on for a while until um, I told uh, the, the girl that's handling my case. Her name's Carrie Ellinger. She's mm-hmm. part of the Body Rub Task Force here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I've been dealing with her, thank God, instead of anybody else. She's going to use her own lawyers to do what she needs to do and what she thinks is best. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll be your high-profile witness, and you got me. Yeah. So I told, I told her... <laughs> And she was, uh, she was like, what's his name? What's his last name? I will send someone over there to have a chat with him. I'm like, Facebook picture, because I don't know his last name. Yeah. <laughs> <Here you go. laughs> oh, my God. Okay, wait, wait. Let, let's rewind a little bit, too. So, like, how did you know then who to contact? Like, what were your next steps? Because, obviously, you had all these corrupt people that were – trying to give you some like legal counsel and legal advice there but like you're like y'all are fake (laughs) y'all are scammers yeah how did you um Um, find um the right resources i trusted customer oh sorry oh no no sorry go ahead yeah yeah yeah, no no i just wanted to know like how did you get in touch with yeah yeah a customer from the states messaged me and he was like all over that shit really (laughs) Oh my god, I yeah. love that. I love that. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, he's from Wisconsin. Yeah, he's actually, <laughs> he was actually my rock. I'm not, shout out to Dave. He's my rock. <laughs> he was the one that I called right after the barbecue, and we had like a three-hour conversation FaceTime. Oh, like, wow. And he calmed me down, and he was like, no. He's like, I can hear the chatter all over the states right now. You're doing good. You're supposed to be doing this. You're doing this. I'm wow. like, he's like, you can't back out now. He's like, I will <laughs> help you. And I'm like, thank you so much. Like, yeah, he, like, I'm getting emotional talking about it. He was my rock for the, the first few months. Oh, and he sent so me sad. some, like, um, maladies that were really dear to his heart, and I have them, like, Oh, charged all the time. Oh, God, I love that man. I've never met the guy before in my life. I love him. Don't you love when you have customers like that? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But just getting teary-eyed over the guy right now. But, yeah, he held me down for a while there. It's so important to have that support, especially when you're going through something as shitty as you did. So, Mm -hmm. So, like, did he help? Did he refer you to some like 
legit legal counsel or how did how did that work? And I know you can you can't say too much, but like what was your process in terms of uh, the whole aftermath with this blowing up? Uh, just research, lots and lots of research, because there were many options that we could go through. Like I could, I could do some of my own, like a civil suit, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't work because of the contracts that we have to sign in the club. It pretty much, we give away our rights. We really do when we sign Ooh. that contract every time, but we can't say no because we want to work. You want to work. So that's like, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you need to do a class action suit and oh. that doesn't come any money you just need to get like maybe like 10 legitimate girls that are able to come forward with their face and everything and go from there i'm like hey (laughs) direct me oh my god (laughs) and yeah and then other than that he's just been sending me research links and then keeping tabs and making sure i'm okay (laughs) that's good Uh, okay i have some questions here too though so you mentioned yeah. yeah so let's go into contracts so can you share a little about a little bit about that in terms of like the part where you say we're giving up our rights so can you just share with the audience a little bit what you mean by that yeah so i had my first meeting with Karen ellinger she set up a, a huge zoom meeting with everyone in the city of edmonton uh, ohs oh wow uh, Occupational health and safety. The mm-hmm. labor board was there. Employment standards. Oh wow! Um, everybody and um, it was it wasn't good news, but at least we got a lot of information. But employment mm-hmm. standards pretty much say because we sign that contract, we give away our rights pretty, all the way all the time. Ah oh, fuck! And uh, the only unfortunate part. So because um, technically we are independent contractors, but as soon as we sign that contract, it takes away all of our rights. So oh, if we didn't man. sign that contract, which we have to, we would yeah. have some sort of claim, but oh, labor board can't us at all. <laughs> oh fuck. That uh that's so, so yeah. So that was that was a that was a swing and a miss. But I mean there's other routes that we can go as well. Right. Are you able to share what other routes you can go as well or like for other people that are in the situation, I cannot. you can't. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, how much can I poke and prod in this topic? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it makes it really tricky for um, dancers for us to work because, as you said, without signing the contract, you're not gonna be booked. You're not gonna get any yeah. anything. So, so what kind of situation that's does it. that leave us in? Like no work, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, my God. That is so infuriating. Oh. I hate that this is happening. I hate it so much. Like, it really makes me angry. Like, this is a tangent, but, like, I'm kind of going through something similar with my civilian job now because I can't work. And there's a whole a whole thing that I'm going through in terms of, like, the contract that I was signed and the new contract that I'm supposed to sign that I haven't signed because I don't consent to everything on it. And now they're like hanging this contract over my head. But like, I want to work, but at the same time, I don't abide by those parameters. So it's like, uh-huh. do you want to be without a job or <laughs> do you want to work under shitty conditions? Yeah. And it poses a, it like, poses <laughs> in, a, like a, in a fucking, like, we're just like back into a corner basically. Yeah, I really. Oh, this makes me so angry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's a little side tang- tangent here. So, obviously, 
you're going through a lot of shit. And there's a lot of things that you obviously can't mention here. And that's okay. We're not going to go into it. But where are you right now in terms of, I guess, well, working, but also it's the pandemic too. Are you barred from other clubs or were you able to kind of work around with other clubs too? I know that some of the clubs are open in Alberta, so kind of... I can't work ever in Alberta, BC. Oh my gosh. Can't work. Can't do it. Can't work anywhere. Um, I even tried uh, working one of the clubs that I always worked under the table and she never texted me back and I wasn't even going to push it. You know what I mean? Oh my God. (laughs) I texted him and was like, hey, so I know you probably heard what's going on, but I was wondering if I could come in and freelance. And normally he texts me back right away. I never got a response. So I was like... Yeah, I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. That he wants to say no, but yeah. he doesn't want to tell me no because he's never told me no. I've always been allowed to work there. It's never yeah. been a problem. But if I show up there, it's going to be a problem if someone sees me there. And then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, I can I totally get it. But it just sucks that they have totally this monopoly sucks. and control and bully tactics mm-hmm. that they can even threaten or bully bars around. Like Yeah. Really? Like... That doesn't seem right at all. Like... It's not. It's not. Gosh. I am so sorry, like, that this is happening to you, and it's, like, still happening, and that the fact that this is still in effect to this day, and this is months later, like, holy crap. Well, I mean, they're also telling girls, too, because, like, now I've been, like, doing my own thing with music videos and Mm -hmm. teaching dance and whatnot, and they've been telling girls not to socialize with me if it benefits them. Even though if it benefits them in money or, like, dance training and whatnot, no one's allowed to socialize with me. (laughs) Even if you're my friend, you can't socialize with me. Uh, My girlfriend, Harley Blaze, um... She came and did a stripper interview. Like, she's doing stripper interviews for all the strippers. And we're friends. Yeah. And they gave her shit and took all her bookings away because she gave me a stripper interview. What? Yeah. They fucked over because she hung out with her friend. How can they do that? Like, to have this much power, to have, like, this much say that they can control people that way. I, I just hope that Harley knows that she's got more power than they do because right mm-hmm. now she's a recognized porn star. So mm-hmm. she should tell them to fuck off anyways. But yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to be the one to tell anyone anything. <laughs> but it's, it sucks that I'm glad she came over and trained with me and was trying to be a part of the music video that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And You know what I mean? I'm glad she stuck her guns with that. But sure. uh, I feel I feel guilty that she lost her bookings because of that yeah i mean that's just so. some catty bullshit like are we in high school or what's going it's, on like <laughs> come on well cause they like to use people that have that kind of like public figure and use them as an example so mm. oh if they fired onyx well then we better get ourselves in line because she's she's this you know what i mean like oh, and then God. oh if they gave harley blaze a problem then we better fall in line because she's made you know what i mean like oh my god Ugh. This is so Ugh. stupid. Like, ugh, and I'm sorry that it affects you, it affects your friends, it affects so many people's livelihoods. Just like, God, it's so toxic and so systemic, and I hate it. I hate hearing about this. Like, you know, but I, I, yeah. it's really important that to bring your story to light, though, and to like share it with as many people as I can, which is why I brought you on because I don't want this to happen to anyone else. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Enough negative. Um, 
you, you briefly mentioned about how you were kind of doing other things as well. I, I want to know and want to hear about like those other things that you kind of pivoted towards in terms of work and trying to help you stay afloat. Um, I just feel like I'm so lucky that I uh, networked enough in my 15 years of career <laughs> that I've made, I've made connections with everyone. I mean, that goes to, that just goes to say, I mean, I haven't been beat up yet by the girls that Ken was telling me to beat up by. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Knock a <Ken> wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the perfect example right there. <laughs> I hope that does but, not happen. Like, <laughs> Please, no. I don't want to hear an update from you later and be like, actually, edit this. <laughs> but it has. I mean, you have so many other opportunities now, too, because you started uh, teaching at a local pole studio as well. You said you're doing your music videos. Like, it seems like you're really busy. You have a book deal. Like, there's so many great things that yeah. come out of this. Tell us about that. It's so funny. You'd think 2020 would not be my year, and it, it's been my year. Like, yeah, I got fired, but after that, it's been pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really amazing. So 2020 is kind of my year. And then I found out it's the year of the Sagittarius. So I was like, oh, well, in that case, actually, <laughs> was, that was the same day I dropped the petition because I'd been holding back on it for the right moment. Yeah. And I was at the hair salon, and this woman said, what, she asked me what my sign was, and I said Sagittarius. And she's like, it's the year of the Sagittarius. And I was like, in that case. And that's when I posted it. <laughs> Oh, I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> well, let's finish the year with a bang, shall we? I forgot. But, like, yeah. can you can you tell us a bit more about the petition as well? Is that still up and running, or tell us about that? Yeah, that's still up and going. I only check the petition when I wake up, so I haven't seen it since this morning. It's at like seven hundred and something signatures, Sweet. and that's amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> hopefully, we'll get more. Hopefully, we'll get more signatures after this episode airs <laughs> so fingers oh, crossed I, oh yeah yeah like anything that yes, we can do to help <laughs> other dancers and everybody mom dad siblings everyone your dog <laughs> your cat tell us about like the book deal can you tell us about the book deal so it's not, it's not really a book deal it's a person that says like um like they like normally they would charge me royalties, but mm. so he's they're making it their pro bono book deal. Oh, so it's cool. gonna be so it's gonna be free. So everything that comes on it, I will make the profits off of. And oh. um, it's not gonna be just about me. That's why the book is uh, taking a long time. But mm-hmm. we're, she's planning on adding two more vets in the book. Okay. That have gone through the same thing. And I think Miko Mars, the one I just talked about, is going to be one of them. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, uh, stay tuned for that still. And it's, yeah, it's, she picked up the story and she just went with it. And I'm like, yeah, go for it. Cause I don't have, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have money to pay. She's like, this is pro bono and it's going to look good on me. And I'm like, perfect. That's looks good awesome. on you. Looks good on me. <laughs> <laughs> so she just like heard about your story and she's like, I need to do something about this. I need to write a book. And like, they contacted you. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I did a couple of interviews with her where I'm really, the way I'm talking to you right now, she'll ask mm-hmm. me questions and I'll pretty much tell her my life story and she's just tapping away at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. <And> then, <laughs> so, she almost should have been here for this meeting so she could tap, tap away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what can we expect from the book? 
like, can you tell us a little bit about what um, we can expect from when the, whenever that's going to be ready? Um, or is it all well, hush hush? Posted already, so like yeah. agency corruptions, and then pre- it's pretty much like a biography as well, like of oh, cool. my life story of how to go- where I came to where I- how I got to where I came, yeah, and uh, the corruptions, but then also a comparison on other people's lives and the same kind of corruptions that they've dealt with. That is awesome! I cannot wait to get my hands on that. I guess we'll have to keep it posted. <laughs> And I'm sure that'll be in the yes, links down yes. below. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, I'm yeah, glad that exactly what we're planning on doing it is making it like, like a not like a like, what do you call it? Download the paper from your laptop. Oh, okay, like an ebook. All this lingo jargon. That's <laughs> awesome. I think that's still cool. And like, again, it's such a fantastic opportunity. Another outlet for you to get your your story out there too, to be able to get people to be more aware about what's happening so (laughs) kudos to you and i'm I'm really 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 glad that everything for you is on the up and ups and hopefully it just continues into 2021 so keep the momentum going (laughs) (laughs) that's the plan yes fingers crossed and i think it is for like most of us too for 2021 to be considerably better than 2020 so (laughs) we'll see (laughs) But there are a few questions that came in as well from some of the list, some of the listeners. So I think it's probably time for us to kind of transition over to that, if that's cool with you. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, so, and I know that we covered this a little bit earlier in the episode, but in case you weren't listening, this person is asking, why did she get fired? So if you want to do a quick spark notes version. <laughs> I got fired for speaking about the systemic oppression that dancers are facing mm-hmm. in Alberta. It's all over, but it's mostly in Alberta. And pretty much I went on a rant, which you can find on my Instagram page, Highlights Onyx yes. Sachi, called Mistreatments. And I pretty much just posted my pay stub and was pretty much dry heaving at all the deductions that they were giving me. <laughs> and they fired me because of that. Yeah, and highly recommend giving that um, a watch. Be sure to go through Onyx's stories. It's a long story, but this episode will make a lot of sense if you actually go through it, and you will be appalled. Like, my jaw was dropping. I'm like, what is going on? But, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll be reposting a, a bunch of things. I had to, like, delete a whole bunch of stuff off my Instagram because of the whole regulations and whatnot. Gotcha. So it's going to be a lot of repeats, but mostly it's stuff about the, the mistreatments in Alberta right now. So For sure. Um, this person is asked, have you ever worked in Montreal? If so, what are your thoughts? And if not, why not? I have worked at Super Sex and I did Miss New Canada at what was the one solid gold. Okay. I don't have a problem with working in Montreal. I think it's beautiful there. But I mean, it's, it's pretty much hands on. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. It's pretty hands on, but the girls are beautiful there. <laughs> yeah montreal is our strip club capital in canada for all you international listeners (laughs) fyi (laughs) is it really different than like in montreal is it really different than say ontario alberta bc like as you said it's very very hands on (laughs) montreal i'm sorry quebec in general is like they're like they recognize themselves as a completely different country they're like we're not a province we are on our own so once you cross that border you you are in a like completely different world so (laughs) in a good or bad way 
or are you neutral? I like it. I like it. I never really, I mean, I, I see the, the, like, what do you call it? They're really prude down there a bit if you speak <laughs> English. Like, if you don't speak proper French, they yeah. will make fun of you in French. Yes. And you wouldn't even know what they were saying. Like, it's, it's half. <laughs> but I get over it because I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful province. I have nothing. Like, I love, uh-huh. love, love going to Montreal. That's <laughs> really nice. Yeah, I love the food there. I love the people. I love old Montreal. Because I think yes. it's still old buildings and cobblestone yes. uh, pathways. Oh, love it. And the terraces, like all the outdoor patios, like very European. It's it's just amazing. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, Ottawa kind of has a big feel of that because it's really mm-hmm. close to the border, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Agreed. I mean, one day when we can all travel again, but <laughs> hopefully yeah. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> We can dream. Um, let me see here. What direction does she see this being taken in? And will we still remain independent contractors? Well, I'm not sure if that's going to be uh, part of the petition. That, like, if the petition is going to make that change. Mm-hmm. What's going to make that change is someone going into CRA and claiming like it takes one person just to go into CRA being like I'm an independent contractor or an employee and they're going to ask me all these questions and mm-hmm. then as soon as I tell them who I work for and and I want them to state uh change my current employment status then that's going to cause an audit yeah. for everybody else totally but exactly. no one's done that and neither have I so yeah it's... if it changes it's going to be up to a person or the bars or CRA um, with this petition this is just a petition with the demands that's where I see it going mm-hmm. right that's that's where I want to I want to see some sort of compromise with the demands that we have offered right okay yeah I mean we'll see what happens I mean fingers crossed okay in an, in an ideal situation what kind of outcome would you want to see um oh man I would love for no quota because if we yeah. can get anything out of any of those demands, it'd be no quota. Because sure. I feel like when there's no pressure of a quota, we because we, we still want money. I want to make money. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make money if they're telling me to go make money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what do. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to make money because I want to make money. If I'm happy about making money, I probably will make more money. Yeah. And that will it's benefit so everybody if I'm a happy stripper making money on my own terms. Absolutely. It would just make a more healthy environment and, as you said, less pressure. So hopefully it would just be a win-win for all parties in the end. For everyone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I really hope for some positive outcomes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You're going to have to keep yes. us posted. <laughs> um, why would any dancer want to have a defined employee status? Define, no one would want to have a defiant employee status, but you kind of already do. Yeah. If you're like, if <laughs> yeah. you're being told that you got to stay here till 3 a.m. with no overtime pay, I mean, it's pretty much employee status right there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically anytime a uh, employer tells you certain parameters that you have to work in, you're basically an employee. If you're exactly, yeah. Like, and then the opposite yeah. with independent contracting, like it's loose. You're a freelancer. No one's setting your exactly. terms. So, I you mean. You come in when you want. 
Like I'll come in when I want. I'll do my shows that I'm scheduled for. Sure, if I'm the feature entertainer, you got like two shows, and then I'll sell a couple dances, and then I'll leave by like one o'clock because there's no one in the bar, and I'm yeah. an independent contractor, and I should be able to leave by that time. Yeah. But everyone has a floor time. Everyone needs to be there at eight o'clock when the bar is opening, and there's like no one in the there. bar at ten. <laughs> sit there and like you've either smoked weed or you ate a lot of food and now the hours have gone by and all that energy you have about it's excitement like, about selling dances is now it's like gone, gone. <laughs> it's now midnight and you're exhausted you want to sleep and the bar just got packed so now you gotta like get your second wind yep. and go out there oh my god i mean if there's anything like, i don't oh. miss that <laughs> yeah i mean like it would make sense if they had like a certain amount of like they're the, the girls that are, like, maybe trying out for stage, maybe make them your employees and everyone else that are featured entertainers, allow them to come in for their stage show times, mm-hmm. do their thing, yeah. But everyone else that's still trying to, like, get on stage, well, then give them that probation employee period or something. Yeah. You know? There's so many other ways that companies and employers can structure, um, structure this and architect this uh-huh. in a way that it can benefit the workers which is basically their entire business so yeah it's just a, an exhaustive conversation and i feel like why is it still happening <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. this shit is yeah. old <laughs> but yeah no i we yeah. didn't we didn't go into too much detail in terms of like independent versus contractor i've already done that in a couple of recent episodes so you'll want to listen to Sonia's episode and Jordan Kensley's episode, there's a lot of information on that in both, um, but more so in, in the USA, like American context and European context, but just thought we'd slightly glaze over that. So th- thank you to whoever <laughs> wrote in for that. And I guess the last one here is, when is your book coming out and can we pre-order? <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out, but I definitely know that there will be pre-orders. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> that shit takes time. So, but I mean, we're all looking forward to getting a read, getting a copy on our hands, and supporting you. So, again, once you hear, just like let us know. <laughs> yeah, just like that petition will be dropped, like when no one was expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone has a, a lot market. of people thought I wasn't doing anything anymore, and it was like it's it was so hard to like keep on track with everything because I I needed to work I needed to yeah. work so bad that all I could focus on was work. So after the second lockdown, I was like, awesome, not doing anything. <laughs> not, <laughs> not like I was bored. It was just it's just been sitting there just waiting <laughs> for the right moment. And then someone was like, this is the year of the Sagittarius, and we're in lockdown. Are you bored? Post this. I'm like, Do okay. it. <laughs> So don't forget to sign that petition, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Sign, sign. It's on my Instagram and my Facebook. Yes. And speaking of which, and um, <laughs> where can we find you? At O-N-Y-X-S-A-C-H-I. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Boom. Nice and simple. You got Boom. everything there. Oh, and- simple. <laughs> And um, yeah, is, is there anything else that you want to promote, Onyx? <laughs> um, other than if you're in Edmonton, when we open back up again, probably in the near 
come visit me at Aradia, I teach there, or at the Spotlight Cabaret every Thursday night. I headline there as their burlesque performer. That's my Ooh. new home for taking my clothes off. Thank God that just fell into my lap. So I was really, really grateful and fortunate to get that gig. Yay. So, That's awesome. Congrats. Oh my gosh. That's so Thank exciting. You. We'll be plugging that in and that's it for today's episode don't forget to like rate share review and subscribe give me some nice pretty five stars and it's new episodes every single sunday you know where to listen it's basically on any podcast platform it's strip by sia on instagram and my personal sia stuff and god god damn i gotta turn these like things off (laughs) it's okay it's the end of the episode (laughs) and we'll we'll catch you uh in for another episode next week onyx thank you so much for joining me on the show today it was a pleasure having you yeah no problem yeah about time eh? about time better late than never but anyways (laughs) take care everyone listen in next week we'll see you guys next week bye you're listening to strip by sia hosted produced and edited by steph sia Artwork by Maria Bellandorama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Dabern.